name is Eli, and you're listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast, hosted by my big bro, Nate Burdeen, where he speaks about the now generation, Jesus, and everything in between. Enjoy the show, and thanks for watching. Yo, welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast, episode 30. We've hit 30 episodes. I just want to thank you so much for listening checking out the show man i'm still fighting not a cold but just a stuffy nose so forgive me if i have a little sniffle there i'll try to edit it out but man it feels like forever since i've uploaded or put an episode out there and it honestly has been Uh, right now i'm recording in my living room because we are going all over the place but uh, I want to make sure that my grandparents can sleep so I'm not recording super loud next to their room. So I'm under <laughs> their room. But uh, I was, I've been thinking this week about what do I want to talk about, what do I want to record about. And I have a couple of uh, different topics, but my main topic is going to be the doubt. The topic of doubt, I think so often as believers and as people who follow Jesus, we have immense doubt in ourselves and immense doubt in who Jesus is and what he's going to do. Um, I want to turn these episodes into more of encouragement. Uh, I don't want to call out a big issue. Uh, I want to have conversations with those issues. And that's what the episodes in between are about. It's about having conversation with people that I love and that I trust and that I enjoy uh, and that I know are sh- care about the gospel and care about who Jesus is. So these are these are quick episodes. And I know I say that all the time and then I get to talking. But these, again, are going to be quick episodes that really focus on the idea of what's the problem and how do we solve it. But again, this is my perspective on how to get through doubt or get through these issues. And so I know that me as a 20-year-old has had so much doubt. And I've said my age on what almost every episode people are joking with me about it. But you know what's also important? It's also important that we have trust, right? We, we got to know how to call out doubt, but we also must know that we need to trust in who God is. We have to trust in who God is. If we don't trust God, we are selling ourselves short. We truly are. But before we get into that topic, I'd love to get into some of the fun topics or what's the haps, and then we'll get into this topic. Let's do it. <music> First, I want to talk about Lent. Lent season is what I call it is I call it the hypocrite Super Bowl. What does that mean? Well, we have a bunch of believers who are like, hey, I want to get rid of this. I want to get rid of this. I want and I want to get rid of this. And what we fail to realize is that <laughs> there's there's no accountability. Like, I believe if we are going to take things out of our lives or we are going to Lent or fast from things in our lives for this 40 day season. There has to be accountability. And what I noticed is that I need accountability when I'm doing, when I'm saying I'm going to step away from this program, or step away from this session. So I want to talk about what I'm lenting and the reasons why I'm lenting them and why I'm fasting from them and wanting to focus on the Lord in this season. So first, honestly, it's all social media. I got rid of Facebook 
I got rid of Twitter first, and I was like, I'm going to keep Instagram, because Instagram isn't, isn't my Achilles heel. I'm okay. I stay off of Instagram. And then I went and peeped my screen time this week. Yeah, my screen time was ridiculous this week. I'm not even going to say it, but just know it was an unhealthy amount of the day. Almost half the day I spent on my phone. Now, I listen to watch, I watch a lot of, listen to watch YouTube videos when I'm like doing homework in the background and YouTube keeps the screen open. So it's kind of skewed in that way, but still an uncanny amount of hours on my phone. And I know an, a ridiculous amount of that was on Instagram. So I had to get rid of Instagram. It had to go. So Instagram was this went yesterday. I hit up all my people and I said, hey, I'm off. And this is the thing about Instagram or about these apps or about this social media is why do I feel the need to announce that I'm stepping away from social media? Like, have we thought about that? Like, why does Nate feel the need that he needs to tell everyone and their mama, yo, I'm stepping away from social media to focus on the Lord? Isn't it kind of backwards that I'm stepping away from social media to focus on the Lord, but I need to let everyone know that I'm focusing on the Lord? See, what I feel like I should be able to do is focus on the Lord but step away from that social media and and step back from that social media. See, the reason I got rid of Facebook was because I some people just say some really, really dumb stuff on Facebook. And I was getting real tired of it, like real annoyed by it. So I would get in arguments and conversations that I just couldn't handle. Not because I couldn't, I didn't have good arguments, but because Man, some of these people just, some of these people, some people don't want to hear. And I always believe that I'm open to different things and open to different ideas and just open to different perspectives. And some people just don't care. So you'll say, hey, I want to challenge your perspective. And as soon as you challenge someone's perspective, you've you've messed up the game. Because once a perspective is challenged, everyone thinks you hate them, you're their enemy, you're evil, you're this, you're that, and you're so many different things. But that's just not true. It's just not true. So I think we first as believers need to understand this. Oh, wait, my bad. That It's okay to have different opinions. I've said that before. But also, what is just as important as having different opinions is that it is also important and it is also crucial that we don't pop off on each other on social media. And that's what I was doing. So I had to say, Lord, I'm going to take a step away. Okay. Twitter, I would just mindlessly scroll on that thing like forever. So I had to take a step back from Twitter for a second, if you know what I mean. So I took a step back from Twitter and I've enjoyed it. Honestly, I haven't even had the want or the urge to download Twitter. I have had the urge to download Facebook and I did go on Facebook actually, which wasn't my uh, brightest moment, if you know what I'm saying, but I did go on Facebook. So, yep. And then I got rid of Instagram again because I just spent too much time on it. It was just taking too much of my day. But now the craziest thing when I go on my phone, I have nothing to do which is good, right? Like, it's okay to not have anything to do on our phones. But I I almost feel lost sometimes. I'm like, what do I do? I need to be doing something right now. And it's okay not to be doing stuff. It's okay to be, it, it's totally okay to be just off of my phone and with people. So that's my goal is to be with people, around people, for people. 
if you not have Shane. So that that is why I've taken a step away from Instagram and all these social media apps, which is so funny because I am the social media guy for my young life area. So I still have to go on these social medias, but I just stay off my personal social medias. And I don't want to start like I don't want to go see what freaking a bunch of middle schoolers and high schoolers are doing. I see what my friends are doing. And that's what leads me to mindlessly scroll and not focus on the Lord. And also what's important in this Lent season is that we're not just giving up things just to give up things, but we're giving up things to focus, to set our minds on the great event, the beauty, also the sad event, but also the great event of Jesus dying on the cross. So that's also important is we're like, hey, I'm giving up this, I'm giving up this. But do you know why you're giving it up? Because we're not just giving it up so you can feel better. We're giving it up so that we can have closer and better and more intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. So as we go into this Lent season, think about that. Go ahead and say that homeboy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I give it up in this Lent season. Also, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to wake up early. I shared my goals about 7 a.m. and uh, I have not been doing it, but my goal is to do that now. So I'm actually recording this at 11.58. I won't edit this today. Um, I'll edit it tomorrow and it'll come out tomorrow, Tuesday. And but that all that to be said, I'm trying to go to bed like I'm going to go to bed right after this. Um, maybe. Ooh, I don't know, actually. So what, what the goal, the hope is to go to bed after this so hopefully i can do that if not then that's gonna be a bummer so basically my whole lent season is just trying to get my life right uh, i want to be on the straight and narrow you know what i mean i just i want to live a life where i'm proud of myself and proud to get up and proud to wake up so that's my lent season that's what i'm going into getting rid of social media getting rid of some things and I know that on Easter I'll just throw it back on and it'll kind of be it it'll be a process it'll be something that I'm trying to learn something that I'm trying to get better at and that's the key right is get better at these things become better um a better man of Christ at these things and get better at serving my community uh and serving the people that I'm around and serving the people that I'm with uh, because if I'm not doing that then What's the point? Truly, what is the point uh, of doing what I'm doing? So the reason I'm lenting is not just for me. It's to impact the people that are around me and the people that care for me and the people that afford me. Um, so, yep, that's my Lent season. That's uh, that's what I'm walking through. That's what I'm doing. And all that to be said, um, also organization is following that Lent season as well. So, of course, I want to get more organized and become a better, uh, get things done, and people can say, hey, he's going to get things done timely. That's a big goal of mine is to get things done in time and timely. So be praying with me for that. Join me in prayer. Hey, join me if you want to do those things. I'm here for that. So definitely, I want to get better at those things. So uh, with your help, I can. Praying for your boy. Now we're going to step into Lead Well Young Leader. And what this is going to be is it's going to be an encouragement. So I hope it encourages you, young leader. The idea is that we should throw the Heisman to doubt and hit a stiff arm on the doubt. 
Go check out this ad real quick. It's the Flipboard ad. Y'all, you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, and then we'll get to lead one young leader. Thank you, guys. Lead well, young leader. I can remember a story, or I can remember a time in my life where doubt poisoned everything that I did. Doubt was ingrained in my life. Great doubt was ingrained in my story. Not that I was ever told that I couldn't do stuff, but I was also never told that I could do stuff. Not like, can I go to the park or can't, no. But like, you're good at these things, Nate. This is what you're good at. This is what you're well at. And this isn't me fishing for compliments. I don't want you to like hop on and be like, oh, he's good. No, that's not the goal. I, I have struggled with doubt for a long time in my story and in my walk with Jesus. Because it's been hard to believe in me because I never had people that believed in me up until about sixth, seventh, eighth grade until and now. I have people who believe in me now. But it was tough in those formative, those real formative years to believe in myself because it felt like no one believed in me. And that I was fighting an uphill battle by myself. That's what I believe my my doubt sprung from. I have such a deep doubt. I preached this Wednesday. Man, I got on stage. Man, I thought it was going to be a great sermon. I was preaching to my dashiki. And I got on stage. And I felt like I bombed the word. You see how those words are backwards, though? But we'll get into that point in a second. I feel like I bombed the word. I feel like I failed God. I feel like I failed John. I feel like I failed the ministry that I was in. And none of these were their thoughts. It was all in, um, Internal. It was all, they were all internal thoughts, all, all stuff I thought about myself. So I asked myself, I said, who am I doing it for? Am I doing it for myself or am I doing it for Jesus? And the answer is always, always will be, always has been. I'm doing this for Jesus. It ain't matter how I feel about this. I got off stage. and People said, good word. I was like, well, that's what you're supposed to say. And then McKinsey and John said, hey, great word. I was encouraged. Well, I, I felt good about what I had said. And not because they were my words, but because I remember that they are God's words. See, doubt. Doubt comes when we lose our trust in the work that God is going to do. Doubt comes. I, like... I know people that struggle with doubt deeply and doubt comes usually, not all the time, but doubt usually comes when we know we can do something, but someone, something looks us in the eye, something whispers in our ear and says, be afraid. Well, you know what we need to start doing? We need to start throwing a Heisman to doubt. If you, if you don't know what a Heisman is, it's the statue and he's throwing a stiff arm to the to the dirt and run to the side we gotta start throwing a heisman to doubt because doubt while it 
is a human thought, a human emotion or feeling, man, when we have God in things, we have no place to doubt. We have no place to doubt. And man, y'all know John the Baptist. If you don't, John the Baptist was Jesus's boy, ran with him, right? Almost his most beloved. And there was no one greater. Jesus says that there will be no one greater. No one will rise who is greater than John the Baptist. John was a godly man. God trusted in God or John trusted in God. His mom knew that Jesus was going to be born. And Elizabeth looked at Mary and said, you are blessed woman. Man, the baby that is going to come out of you is going to be blessed and amazing. It was Jesus, right? Like, we know who that is. So John grew knowing that the Messiah would do things again and again and again. And that he will make things happen. And that he has made things happen. He should have. He he knows that he had to be sure of Jesus' identity. But as we look at the New Testament, we can see that John begins to doubt. John begins to fear. John begins to question the miracles. <laughs> John begins to doubt in exactly who Jesus is. And the craziest thing is that John sends two of his own peoples to Jesus and he says, Are you the expected one? Or do we look for someone else? Reading off notes. Jesus cured many people in the presence of John's disciples. See, so what he did, Jesus didn't look at John. He didn't send them back to John and be like, well, you're an idiot for doubting. He didn't yell at him. He didn't scold him. He didn't condemn him. He didn't say, well, you're a failure. He didn't yell at his mom for not teaching John the right ways to not doubt, the right ways to trust in God. He didn't do that. This is what Jesus did. Jesus gave John evidence. Jesus gave John Things to look at and say, okay, you might have sent two disciples and you don't know if I'm the blessed one that God sent. Well, guess what? I am because I'm going to heal lepers. I'm going to heal deaf people. I'm going to make the lame walk. I'm going to make the dead rise. And the poor who don't have Jesus, who don't have anything, are going to get the good news preached to them. It may not look like good news to them to them now, but when I share the good news to them, it will be good news to them. See, here's two things. Doubt, it's in everybody. It's, it, it, it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign that you don't have enough. It's a sign that you're human. You should have doubt. But, or you will have doubt. But, the crazy thing about doubt is doubt can always be erased when we have evidence. When those doubts rise, we have to look at what Jesus has done. We have to look at what Jesus will do. We have to look at what Jesus' Jesus's word will do and has done and always has done. See, the crazy thing about God, the crazy thing about Jesus is he didn't just say, John, you're, you're tripping. He gave them evidence. And as I look at my life, I look at the things that I say, I don't know if I can preach the gospel to these high schoolers tonight, 
man, I don't know if I can give a club good club talk. I don't know if I can do a good program. I don't know. I look at my life and I say, Jesus, wait, you've done this before. I look at my life and I say, Jesus, wait, you will do it again. See, the reason we need to throw a stiff arm towards doubt, a Heisman towards doubt, is because we know who's the victor. We know who wins. When we have doubt on whether we can preach the word, can we know that you're still preaching the good news of God? You didn't fail. You might have said a couple points out of place, but know that the good news is being preached and that you get the beautiful opportunity to preach it. You get the awesome opportunity to preach the gospel. So, yeah, I've had doubts rise up when I'm preaching. Yeah, I've had doubts rise up when I'm in rooms full of a bunch of just people that are amazing. But you know what I remember? God has given me evidence. God has given me proof. God has showed me time and time again that he'll take my doubts and turn them into wins. He'll take my failures and turn them into victories. He does it time and time again. He did it in John's life, right? And we can look where doubt can actually cause people to fall, right? When Peter's walking on the water, like imagine walking on the water with Jesus and Peter steps out. And when he begins to lose faith and lose trust in God because of the waves, because of the storm, because of the water, because it's deep, that's when he begins to fall. And Jesus still picks him up. Jesus gave him evidence. Jesus literally gave evidence first and then said, why do you doubt me? We look at the boat, they doubted. Like, doubt is time and time again in the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament. But as we look at our lives, we have to say, God has done it before, so why won't? Why couldn't he do it again? Young leader, you might look at your life. Young leader, leader of young people, whatever you are and whoever you are, you may look at your life and you may say, I can't do it. I won't do it. I don't know why I should do it. But look back at your life. Look back at the moments in your life. Again, I don't know who I'm talking to, but look back. Think about right now the moments in your life where God has done it time and time again. And God has done crazy things in your life. Because I have to remind myself of those thoughts again and again and again. When I'm when I'm scared to speak, <laughs> when I'm scared to pray for someone, man, I've had people say, hey, can you pray to, for this healing? Can you pray for this to happen? I say, man, I just don't know if my prayer can do it. But then I say, stop, wait, 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 wait. I've literally seen when I prayed for people's knees, when, when God, when the spirit steps in, when I've been baptized in the spirit, I've literally have seen God make crazy things happen. People be healed. People stand up. People walk away. I haven't seen anyone dead, risen risen to life, but I have seen God do amazing, amazing things. Because he doesn't let doubt sit and stir and get gross. He shows evidence and he cleans out our doubt and he erases our doubt. And the funny thing about doubt is it'll rise again. It'll happen again. But Jesus will just look it in the eye and say, yeah, yeah. And then he'll erase it again. It's amazing to see that God will continue and continue to erase the things that we say aren't enough. Continue to erase the things that we say are too far. Continue to erase the things that we say can't do it now. And God says, no, you're going to do it now. 
doubt arises when we don't have evidence, but then we look at our lives and we say, Jesus has given us all the evidence that we'll ever need. Doubt is not wrong. Doubt is not false. Doubt does not make you a dirty human being. But man, when you look at the evidence and you decide to be blind to that, well, then I got a different question for you. So let's not be blind to the evidence of God. Let's not be blind to the truth of God. Let's not not be blind to the things that God has done in your life and says, yeah, you might doubt it, but trust me, you've done it before, homie. Your call is in this. Your assignment is in this. You will do these things. Let's throw a Heisman towards doubt. Let's put the stiff arm towards doubt. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, guys, I just want you guys to know I am so thankful for your listening, for your sharing, for everything that you do to help this podcast be known. I have a good group of people that are listening to it. I'm super excited. Continue to rate, review, check it out, share. Uh, However you want to be a part of this podcast community, a part of this community, let me know and like the post, share the post. It, it, It just helps out in any way. Any way that you help out helps out. Thank you guys for going through these ads. I know they get annoying, but you guys are truly the best. I think everyone who's listening to this, and I hope that you walk away encouraged. You walk away encouraged that doubt is always erased. Doubt will be erased by evidence. Man, I've had so many people in my life that say, man, I just got Nate. I just don't know, Nate. I'm scared, Nate. I'm nervous. I say, but you've done it before. You've done it before. Man, when I get nervous about school, I say, I've done it before. And God, and that's just human. That's earthly things. Won't God do it again? Won't he do it again? Again, hey, thank you guys for checking out episode 30 of the Youth of the Nation podcast. I'll catch y'all next week with a special guest. Peace. I want your hands through my hair. Act like the world wasn't there. I'm floating straight through the air. Hey, wanna take this somewhere? I got you all up on me. Act like you're falling asleep. Cause you don't wanna leave. You say you don't wanna leave. Fighting, but I want you more than a plan. I wanna be a man.